Hello, hello, hi. I'm really sorry for the for the even later than usual um, start. Uh, frazzled, frazzled Friday, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, not too frazzled, but uh, okay. slightly kind of uh, yeah, funky Friday, funky Friday. Yes. How are you doing on funky, yeah. funky Friday? I know it's been a. I don't know. It's been a bit of a tough week. I think I don't um, emotionally tough. Not. Um, mm. It's quite, quite a lot to. I don't know whether it's. I don't think it's post the week last weekend. I think it's. It's kind of. I don't know. The concept of being alone here, but still. Because I know I know you've been conscious of me saying. Um, Oh, it's you know, it's lovely being alone, and mm-hmm. and <laughs> it is lovely to be alone. But I feel I'm quite unsettled this week, even though um, I we had a really hard we had a really hard um, therapy session on Wednesday night. Um, couple couple therapy for you and I. Mm. Um, and if you recall, it was you know it was on the back of. Um, a few things, you know, walking into the Chinese restaurant on Saturday night and, and okay, you talked about that, having yeah, yeah, a reception, yeah. yes, and then and then having this this kind of tiff on Tuesday about about Clara, um, which was as a result of Fiona winding her up all weekend, um, and then I think that the tiff was slightly about me not feeling appreciated for doing all I could for Clara, it was still not enough. It wasn't enough because it didn't work for feed. <laughs> you know, Clara didn't didn't step up. And before I go into Wednesday night and why it was, I didn't think at the time it was that draining for me. Um, it was very draining for her, and I'll tell you why in a moment. But, but my, my sense was, you know, I, I managed to get Clara to go to her counselling session on Thursday, her first counselling session on Thursday. With his women in Canterbury. And, yeah, in Canterbury. And um, yeah, I was very mindful that it was quite something for a 15-year-old to walk half an hour in Canterbury to mm. a strange house. And, mm. and uh, you know, so I, I spoke to her and I said to her, really happy I can come down to Canterbury. I mean, I can't come into your therapy session, obviously, but... But I, you know, I can, I can be there, and and she was like, no, it's absolutely fine. I'll find it, and it's not a problem. And she unfortunately couldn't find the house, and she phoned in a little bit of her. No, she wasn't worked up, but she was like, where is it? I said, just phone the therapist because I don't know either. <laughs> um, so she went into it and and came out and was was very um, was very positive, and she said to me, I already felt as if you know, I, I am. Um, I connected with her. She needs work. Connected with her. I, I really felt as if I could speak to her, and it was lovely. And I've already just this is her. F- uh, this is her life. first experience with therapy. Is that right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, and she said, um, "Oh, and I've already found something out about myself." <laughs> I thought it was sweet. So I said, "Do you want to show? You don't have to." Um, she said, "No, no, no. I, I realise I just have to go back to sport." Basically, it was the one thing that she was on a sports excellence program and then she, mm. she dislocated her shoulder or had some injury and, and it sort of really impacted her. So, so 
It was really positive. And then, you know, she sent us a text on Thursday night saying uh, she... Was it Thursday night? Yeah, yeah, last night about um, getting her spark back on art and she showed us a whole lot of stuff she'd done. So just, you know, felt it kind of... I felt it kind of worked um, in, a, in, in a sense because, you know, it's it's that concept of her finding the answer. I mean, you know, we it was pretty obvious to us this was one of the things that had changed in her life as a sports thing, but it was just lovely. And she's on, a, you know, beginning of a, of a long journey with a, of, of a council and I'm really pleased to... So I'm, you know, I'm not worked up about it. I don't, I don't think that there's a big issue with... with with her i think she just needs to be listened to mm. um I, I, I was intrigued but i listened to that chapter on laura in that book um very interesting <laughs> you know and and probably you know how many falls have been misunderstood like that in their lives <laughs> you know um and i think um and it's also the trap of being caught in that um you know i suppose maybe i thought of of um, Clara, because, you know, of being caught in a, in a very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, uh, 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 you know, a, a, a system where, uh, which she is, I mean, she's at a, at a school where, you know, I, I guess there's, everyone's trying to excel and get into Cambridge or Oxford or whatever, right? So, uh, and of course a four can do that, an intelligent four, but at the same time lose, feel like they're losing a bit of their soul, Perhaps in mm. in in totally. in that attainment, yeah. Mm. I managed to talk to her a little bit because um, I'm taking her to out to lunch on Sunday. Um, but I, I just said to her before on the Wednesday night, I think in preparation, I said to her, you know, you do realise that you know it's it's entirely your life. So if you if you feel that there's a there's a better route to to your next chapters and so on, you don't don't feel that you have to stay at Kings for, you know, to step up to anything, um, mm -hmm. you know, we'd support you. And she was like, no, 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 the Kings is great for me. I love, I love Kings. I'm just going to get my, my mojo back. So it was, you know, it's encouraging. She's, mm. she's on the road, but I tell you why Wednesday was really, really difficult because I think it was a, I think it was a tough week for Fee because she'd had this, She'd had this um her own session on on Monday night and and I think that I think the lens in which her her therapist sort of looked through was a very much an enneagram lens and I think they ended up talking a lot about Clara and how Fiona was responding to Clara and um and projecting a lot of of her childhood you know and and fear factor and and history and so on. And I, I think I think it was possibly the first therapy session Fee said in her life, and she'd probably been to the other therapist for about a year, that she burst into tears. So she was really shaken by it. Um, she burst into tears because as a one, she felt maybe that she was being... She was failing as a She one. was failing. And of course, you know, you can't fail as a one at anything, right? At anything. Yeah. At anything. And that's, you know, when she erupted on this phone call... On and Tuesday, other people aren't allowed to fail either. That's the other problem, no, right? Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, including your children. You know, God correct. forbid uh, they might fail at some stuff, yeah. Correct, correct. And 
And and actually what had happened was she then confesses to, to me that her father, and it's a, her father is a complicated, I've, he's always been presented as this kind of sweet, bumbling, innocent kind of, always means the the best but but it's it's sugar-coated because it's for me it's the kind of bumbling it, it's just for me when i call him bumbling it's sugar-coating him sugar-coating i just can't bear him i think he's it's just what he's yeah he's i don't know what would be your um, word for bumbling for for his kind of bumbling Selfish, selfish, and detached. Mm. Um, detached, really. I mean, he, he, he's not interested. I don't know if you remember that book. Um, uh, one that I had to read. I haven't got it here. I was called the um, the Stephen the Rose book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a chapter about the boar, the guy who bores. I, I don't remember that one. No. Yeah, and and I mean, it, it's it just reminded me. He he is he is very boring because he he's forever he tries to bore you because he doesn't want to confront what he feels about the present moment. He he just you know, and everybody kind of rolls, oh dad, you know, he's always on about some boring thing and, and get onto the phone and he'll drone on about something that's, you know, just so they he, he doesn't know what to say. That he he has no ability of connecting with anybody and and you know um he's got a check it kind of upbringing very check it upbringing but he's never really been aware of the impact it's had on him and everybody around mm. him for but i think fiona is just you know fiona's really just had a uh, had an issue with um with always thinking it's me it's always thinking that um you know i'm the intolerant one but what what she's realised, I and mean, then what? What her father? So they've got a very complicated. I mean, he hates paying tax. Well, everybody does, but but he goes to the ends of the world to to make the most complicated solution to minimising tax. So you know, he's stripped. He sold his businesses, but he stripped all the properties out before, and he's put them in trusts, and they're different trusts for different things, and. And I always write up the accounts for them, and Fiona always does all the administration of them. The other two siblings don't. Um, but, uh, you know, on the basis that this trust has quite a lot of, of income in it from the properties and and pays for our children's education, or, or some of it, maybe 40% of it, I'd say. Um, and what Fiona didn't tell me is the last time she was over there, her father said, could he have a set of... Oh, could he could he have a written set of Imogen's GCSE results? Right. Fiona said, "Gosh, that's a weird thing. Dad, what do you want them for?" And she, he said, "Oh, I just want to assess whether I've got return on investment." Mm. Um, wow. And so, okay, that's you know, a very uh, a very kind of cold blooded way of thinking about uh, education. <laughs> Just unbelievable, you know. Doesn't like spending money. You know, money is not for pleasure. Money's for you know. You know, life isn't. You know, he's just one of those post-war but ch- children who just can't enjoy anything that he's worked for. Um, 
and you know it's lived out with his his wife Fee's mother who bitterly resents any any form of of I don't know enjoyment we have in our lives mm-hmm. you know, so she, mm-hmm. she you know she's terribly envious about you know our travel or or anything because she was always denied it because you know there was one holiday home in France and it cost 15 grand and and it served its purpose and every single holiday they had was to this this place in France I mean you know he's a multi-millionaire he's you know he's <laughs> um and so Fee's had a very complicated kind of upbringing and I think He's I sort of Scrooge wasn't. McDuck. He's he's the archetypal kind of stingy multimillionaire, and and in a way, her his daughter is a bit of the chip of the old block because she's yeah. also a stingy, um, uh, you know, someone who's who's who doesn't want for money but is stingy with it, mm-hmm. right? And always fears fears it. So money is always about security, and, and money is always about you know having having something to fund the worst case scenario. Mm. Um, so they, you know, they tend to, and they they also celebrate other people's misfortunes because it it justifies their sacrifices. So, you know, you'll find something awful happens to a close friend of theirs, and they they'll they, you know I told you so I told you so he shouldn't have done this or he you know it's just very and anyway we're not here to therapize Fiona but um, the the issue I've got is that. We had this. Catherine, Catherine was very hard on Fiona in the in the session because she said, "You know, you are Fiona. You're not. You're not connecting with your children. You're not being. You've never been vulnerable with them. You've never really told them." She says one thing to react to Clara like that, but tell her why you're reacting. Explain that you're coming from a place of fear or mm. or or concern or, or love. Don't slam the door and, you know, tell her that, you know, I mean, she apparently, I mean, I wasn't here. So I wasn't here to defend Clara in any way or protect her. Normally I would, I would have been around to defuse the bomb, which is, mm, you know, which is what I, I tried to do before I left each of the days. And he said, don't poke the bear, don't poke the bear. And then she, you know, poked the bear and then as I say I felt as if I had to to kind of you know there was blood and what and, and, and yeah and, and, and sort it out tell me how how does Fiona poke the bear so what 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 would that look like what what is what are what is the kind of commentary that Clara is getting about her situation what kind of well, it's very passive it's very passive aggressive so she will she will you know she will in, she'll go in and say, oh, well, if, don't you think you better get up at nine o'clock? And then Clara won't get up. And then at 10 o'clock, she'll go in, um, you're wasting the day away. And then at 11 o'clock, she'll, then she'll get more, more and more angry and she'll, she'll escalate it. And then there'll be some slamming of doors. And then so it's like, you need to be doing the right thing here. Yeah, or the right thing exactly. according to. And yeah. then uh, only then at 12 o'clock will she go, you told me a week ago when you were coming home for half term that you were going to get on top of the two courseworks for art. Mm. And you, you know, and it's that whole integrity card. It's like, you lied to me. This is like, this is like, this is not good. Nobody nobody should lie. And then, then she will say at the end, um, she will then go, well, you've wasted the whole day away. 
um, and mm. I'm now going off to Milan. So um, you speak to your father when you get home. She then tries to wind me up so that I can continue, you know, the fight. And I'm like, I told you not to poke the bear. It, you know, horse and water. We are trying. We are in the process of trying to understand why Clara can't find the motivation to do this. All she's painfully aware that, you know, time is, you know, time is running out, and she painfully aware of the pledge that she made but you know i relate to the pain she's under yeah fee fee can't and she did the same thing with imogen um so no no sooner had i thought thought i just sorted out um clara i then get a call literally i got into bed early last night with a book that i wanted to read and i thought oh bliss um fiena he had this guest arriving in Milan, so I kind of thought, she's dealt with and I can sit just here. And the dogs are in bed and I sit and read this book. Um, and no sooner had I opened book page one and Imogen phoned and she's in a distressed state because she can't sight read and she's rubbish and she can't, you know, she, she, it's all very well having a wonderful voice, but she's an imposter and she shouldn't be in the crypt choir and oh god and just you know tears for 20 minutes um mm. and and then you know i i just listened it was very painful um because not everybody can sight read you know <laughs> it's this kind of perfectionist thing and and i i know there's nobody in kings her friends included who've told her that she's shit at anything because she's not shit at anything. But so I had this. But she has her mother's own kind of uh, unrelenting standards. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and unrelenting standards, yeah. Yeah. Um, And then... And then I was on the call with Imo and Imo said, oh, mommy's trying to phone me. So I said, oh, well, you better pick it up. And so she spoke to, to Fee and then Fee's guest arrived and... Um, and so, so both Fee and I knew Imo was in a state. This morning, Imo sends on the group chat a concert that she wants to go to in August. Something that looks quite exciting. I look at the date and I kind of think, hmm, it's going to clash with our plans to go away at the end of August. But I'm not going to say anything now. Because it's not, you know, it, you've got to pick your battles. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so I said, "Gosh, looks exciting. Let's yeah, let's let's have a look at it when when we let's chat about it when we see each other on Sunday." Fee comes wading straight in, and she goes, "It conflicts with it conflicts with our family holiday or, or the time I want to take for our our family holiday." Imo then, of course, immediately erupts and goes. Well, you communicated when you wanted to have your family holiday. Where's this family diary? How am I supposed to know how I meant to spend my time when you are so disorganized? Which is true because I don't even know when when Fee is intending taking holiday because it's always just such a moving target and it's something I just avoid. Um, so I was really feeling Imo's kind of, and then of course Imo says, um, "Please, can I have all of all of our commitments?" In, a, in writing, 
right? Which, which is a fair request. And then, and, and Fiona's response is, I suppose you want it signed in blood. Okay. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> what, 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 what like, is she, but what, I guess, what, what, what is what is the softer emotion? You know, I mean, okay, that's the hard, the hard nose, snub nose one. But what is the softer emotion that is behind the taunt? What is the the fear or the confusion or the uncertainty or the what what, what is the that sort of more watery emotion behind that fiery, fiery language? <clears throat> there isn't one. It's a total disconnection with, with what. When you say there isn't one, I mean, but but you know, I mean, it's aggressive, right? But aggression, aggression comes, aggression usually comes from aggression is a is a defense mechanism. So it comes from um, feeling uh, overwhelmed, feeling stressed, uh, being in a being fearful of something. What what she what she scared of. No, no, no. I mean, yeah. When you said soft emotion, I, I didn't think that. I, I, I hear that. I feel I describe it as a hard emotion. Um, yeah, yeah, no, emotion. it is, it is. Yeah, yeah. But what's yeah. the, what's the, what is that protecting? What is the, the, the under, the soft underbelly that she, that that kind of carapace is of the shell well, is it's protecting? Rejection. It's rejection. It's, it's like I, 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 you know, I. I can only take two weeks off in August and I would like it to be a family holiday and, and I'm sensing that you don't want to come on a family holiday. Right, right, projection. Uh-huh. Um, it was interesting because, you know, Catherine had said, you know, you, you, she more or less said something I've been saying for so long, which is like, who, who do you connect with, Fiona? You know, who, who, who are you vulnerable? And I spoke to Fee after the session and I said mm. to her, mm. And what is it about you, about your father and, and all of this sort of stuff? And, and I said, what do, you, what do you feel about your father? And she was like, oh, well, you know, dad, uh, it just means means well. And, and I kept, and I said, no, no, what do you feel about your father? And she was like, what do you mean? I said, no, what do you really feel? Yeah. If you, if you look back and you look at the way you were brought up, was, what are you feeling? And she was just, there was this silence on the other end of the phone. And then she said, I fucking hate him. And then burst into tears. And I said, why are you, why are you so tearful? She said, because I'm not meant to hate him. I said, but you do, just own it. You, you own it, just own it because... Is that the first that. time she's expressed that kind of yeah, aggression yeah, towards him? Yeah. Really? First wow. time in 20 years. Wow, 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 wow. Uh-huh. Um, and, you know, it, it's, so, it's so tough because um, I'm, I'm kind of worn out because I, I'm, I feel as if I'm on one side protecting the children from this, um, trying to keep, trying to keep a sense of emotional connection without you know it's just well, on one side i've got some i've got both of them have been now you know completely distressed and i i, I find it very wearing um but it's even more wearing when i have to defend them from fiona and and defend myself from 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 fiona mm. because you know she she doesn't and, and now this this 
ton of self-awareness is becoming, um, you know, detrimental to her because she's now thinking she's failing as a, as a, as a mother and she's, you know, so I know what she'll be doing is after she said, well, after she said that, I suppose you wanted signed in blood comment. I mean, I, I responded, um, <laughs> I, I mean, I was on a dog walk at the time and I just saw this car crash happening in slow motion. Um, you know, so, so she said, it's sort of picking a fight, but it's, <laughs> I it feels like it's sort of picking a fight, but I, I don't know. I, I don't, my sense of once, my sense of once is that they don't do that. That feels a slightly more, that feels slightly more like she's coming into the, into the two category there or, uh, you know, I don't know. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 <laughs> That's why I was sort of laughing because, because it, it was, it was, it, it just Emma, feels, it doesn't Emma feel was, kind of complicated. Yeah, Emma was slightly. So she says, can you guys give us a week by week schedule of what's <laughs> happening in the summer so I can plan then? Also at Easter, please. So, you know, just fair enough. Factual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, please, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. I then go, we'll do today and go through it with you on Sunday. X. And then she would like, so then she replied, say, would like in writing, please. Which is fair enough as well. I don't respond. So that's when Fee went, do we need to sign it in blood? And Imogen replied, yes. <laughs> Would like to know what is happening. Really stressed to be completely out of control of what I'm doing and, then not, and, and not being told about it. I then responded saying, I understand how you feel, Imo. I'll scan the calendar so you can visualize it better. And then Fee comes in going, Helpful sorry, yeah. I was being insensitive. Okay, well, there you go. Yeah. But that doesn't come out of emotional awareness. That then is driven by guilt. I'm failing. As a, I wasn't. Well, there's some emotional sensitive. awareness there. Well, I mean, there's, yeah. there is. Yeah. Do your yeah. kids have some uh, or, or what is there? Because, you know, I mean, for me, uh, since... I suppose my, you know, Enneagram conversion, um, my metacognitive acceptance and awareness of other people, particularly family members, is very much through the Enneagram in the sense that I yeah. kind of know what, you know, I know my father's a five, I know my mother's a two, I know what, so all, I know my other father's an eight. So I kind of, I kind of, all my kind of frustrations with them in some way, I still get frustrated, but I can sort of go, well, I know the deal. I know the deal with the dad who's the five. And I know the deal with the dad who's the eight. I will never, ever, ever get that from him. And I'll never, ever get that from him. Um, and etc. And that gives me that kind of metacognitive detachment, awareness, and also acceptance. And less frustration, you know, frustrator type, less frustration. What is it that your kids are able to use in order to, un uh, particularly because they're hard types, in order to deal with, um, again, Clara's a four, you know, frustration, uh, Imogen's two, right, rejection, to deal with the frustration and rejection that they are invariably going to um, have more of when they are interacting with mum rather than dad. What is their way of kind of making sense of it in their heads? No, it's a very, very good question. I suppose this, it, it's not just the children. I mean, it's, it applies to me. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think, um, 
you know, the Enneagram has been a bling moment for both of us, really, it has. And, um, and yeah, I, I, I don't think they... Emma was, um, Emma was wanting a, a, a job to earn some money and, and what I've given her, I've given her a really interesting assignment, which um, has got dual purpose. And one is um, I've asked her to go to the truity test the Enneagram test, and I've asked her to record all the questions. Um, and I've, I want her to try and figure out the algorithm that drives the pie chart, you know, the, um, Oh, wow. I've thought about that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because I, I, I loved, I love that Trinity test, but I, but I also, I want to see, I'm interested to see how each of those questions drives, um, you know, the, but yeah. I also, and because you could do it over and over again, she can then work, she can figure out the sensitivities of each question to, to, wow. the, chunk, to the pieces of the pie. That's quite a task. I don't have the I don't have the brain the maths to be able to do even even consider how that would be even set up. Um, is that is that the kind of I mean is that is that something she's good at? Is that something yeah. is she does yeah. she have a skill in that kind of? Oh, she definitely definitely right yeah very much right. so and um, wow and and so the, I was trying to do that and and also mm. I want her to be very aware of each of the questions. Yes, yes, um, yes. And because I, I, I do think that I want her to get into this because, um, you know, I want her to try and get interested in looking through that lens, mm-hmm. the people around her, um, and, mm-hmm. you know, in, in, intra-family relations and, and all of that sort of stuff and self-awareness. So, um, yes. So, yes. Um, but, I mean, what do they have now? They... There isn't a lot. I, I mean, I don't, I don't personally think the effort. I mean, yeah, arguably they're old enough to to make the effort in trying to understand where their mother's coming from. But I, I, I do think the. I mean, I had this kind of almost slightly bling moment when I was listening to Catherine and Fiona on Wednesday night, and I just said, "Do you know what?" You can talk about the the responsibilities of of parenting and so on, but I said, just the way I listen to it, our primary responsibility is not to do anything um, that gives rise to a sense of guilt or shame. Do no kind of a do no harm sort of. Uh, yeah, yeah, hmm. um, and. And you know that's that's so difficult when when Fiona has this you know this very set sense of idealistic kind of this is how the world should work. So you know, mm. and and all it does is it just creates this kind of sense of mm. guilt and shame, particularly mm. in in Clara, who thinks she's failing. But isn't that, don't you think in some way that's the tragedy, and I don't use that word in a drama queen four way, that is the tragedy of, let's call it our ego cages, that yes, absolutely, from your 
perspective, being a hard type and someone who kind of, you know, is your all, you know, your mainline empathy. You, 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 it's, it's just, it's not something you have to necessarily work at. You have it, right? You don't need, you don't need the definition and to sort of do the um, nonviolent communication course to actually kind of get it. You've got it. Um, But the tragedy of the ego cage, of all of our ego cages, is that for uh, whatever that, that there is a, a, an aspect to every ego cage where I, I bet you Fiona really really doesn't actually she doesn't even know where she's doing harm and just and, and, and in every ego cage I think there is something we do that really does harm it harms others and it harms ourselves but we are blind there's this blindness to it's like the fish swimming in the water right and, and you know the, the old fish says well, how's the water today, chaps? And they're like, what water, right? Because that, that, is, that is part of the, the blindness of being, of being a self. Yeah. In the, and, and the only people who can see where we are doing harm is someone who's, who's detached enough, either in a different ego cage to ours or just simply, yeah, in this more sort of um, metacognitive space. I mean, it was really interesting because we, we spoke a little bit about her reaction to me walking in at the Chinese restaurant. And she 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 said the reason I was in such a state where I couldn't get up and 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 connect with you in any way was that I was so angry with Clara. Mm, 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 mm. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, I think this is what happens is when she when she gets so angry she she absolutely shuts down yes yeah. she can't she can't deal with it because she she doesn't think anger is is a signpost she doesn't feel that anger is there to tell her something that she needs to think through process reflect yeah uh, she does she just she just goes well anger is anger is wrong anger anger means i'm being a bad parent so i must suppress it but she can't suppress it she just can't. Yeah, because it is also anyway. part of the water she swims in, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, I I don't, you know, reflecting on this week, I don't feel as if, um, you know, I came out of out of a, a, a kind of, you know, intense... It was an intense weekend because um, mm. it just was. But but I don't think I'm, I'm feeling a little bit... Wow, well, a little bit, quite a lot. I'm, I feel really unsettled. Um, mm. at the end of this week and um, and I you know the other thing that that I there was another chapter in this, this the, the gross book which was which was about um, was a was a little bit about splitting and and I I remember I remember being I think my therapist accused me of splitting um, and and actually when when I left her, she almost she said to me, "It's a shame because I think we've touched on some uh, an issue that needs to be explored with you, mm-hmm. um, the splitting issue." And and I, I never really understood what she was, um, what she was on about, and what it. I mean, you know, she's not here to explain, but 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 I do remember, you know, I do remember, you know, talking a lot about. The challenges of our relationship and and I had talked to her about um, Lara and and I you know when I think 
I remember her saying, you know, you've got to be careful because you can't have a foot in separate canoes. And I think I I, I associated with the, the splitting thing. And another theme she used to talk about was this this kind of you, you, you really do deserve a relationship where you have both a physical and an emotional connection. Right. Um, and I don't, and I not knowing what splitting meant at the time, and I'm still not entirely sure. I, I keep reading definitions about splitting, and no doubt I'm going to study it in a couple of weeks' time, I think. Hmm. Um, what is your, I, what, what is your, yeah, because I mean, as with all of these things, right, it's, um, it's also describing, I think with all of these, particularly if they're, if they're used as a kind of pathological marker, they're usually just describing something that everybody does in their own capacity. There's, so there's sort of healthy splitting, and then of course there's sort of somewhat unhealthy splitting. So, I mean, we all do it, but it's, it's, it's part of the, I mean, we have split brains, so of course we're going to be splitting. One part of us, well, you know, the right brain does a lot of that relational stuff, and the left brain is more, you know, the right brain's a bit more two-ish, and the, and the left brain's more one-ish. So you just, you've got splitting straight up there, what 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 is your working definition of splitting? Because I'm not sure I could necessarily give one either. Yeah, I mean, I think I think it's about your refusal to accept that you've got positives and negatives in an object. So, right. so, so therefore, you know, I've I've totally split um, what I get from, say, two women in my life. You know, Fiona's Fiona's the you know, Fiona is the impossible, um, you know, um, emotionally disconnected person. And I've got, you know, pick any of the others, <laughs> Laura or Hattie or whatever, who, who is just perfect. So it's kind of this very, very binary kind of um, on or off. And yeah, and, and, and kind I, of like the Madonna. I mean, I guess one, one classic yeah, example yeah, is Madonna yeah, and the whole kind of thing idea, right? Which is not the case here at all, um, but but the, but that's the sort of idea that you you know you you. But again, it, that kind of way of having people in people you get something from and, and you keep those those aspects quite separate. Like that's where I go and get that. I don't know. Is that really pathological? That seems to me something we all do in in quite healthy ways. Um, people well, do a lot of splitting with their partner and their friends, right? And and it's really about becoming more and more aware of one's needs. Yeah. And, and and also, to be fair, I think if there's one thing I learned over lockdown, it was that, um, you know, I was, I became much more aware of um, what I wasn't getting from Fiona. Mm. And, mm-hmm. and I mean, you know, lockdown was... I mean, a lot of couples, I think, became very aware of what they were getting from their partners, right? Because yeah, exactly. they were just suddenly confronted with the that person 24-7. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and the pressure that you your expectation of a single person to, you know, to fulfil every, every all your needs. And, yes. and I think, yes. you know, the, the problem I had was that you know, I was very too about things all my life, which is, you know, I didn't feel very self-aware of my needs. I, I always, you know, I, I've always kind of, particularly because of this kind of rocky time in the beginning of our relationship, what, you know, my business hit the wall and mm. we had to sell a house and do all of that sort of stuff. And I kind of, 
I didn't think I deserved, you know, I didn't deserve to, to talk about my needs. I needed to shut up. I, um, you know, and I, I felt very guilty on top of just the inherent natural tuness. Mm, And, and I think that, you know, I do remember this, this kind of letter that I, I, I wrote, which is a very emotional letter to Lara after, after this kind of very intense 10 days where we spent a lot of time together in London before I took a flat in London. And I just, I just, you know, I reflected on um, her shining a light on, on all of this stuff and just allowing me to both feel that it was accessible for me, mm. um, that I deserved it. And, mm. and, and then I remember, I would then remember sitting in this Notting Hill garden, which is one of those, you know, straight out of Notting Hill or the film. It was this beautiful, uh, must have been kind of end of March. It was a spring day and, and, you know, I remember writing a letter to Fiona, you know, saying that, and, and this is after, you know, after, after Laura had kind of shown me the possible, mm. I guess. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and writing a letter to Fiona, which I wish I could dig out quickly, but it's going to take me hours to find, but it's, um, that would be interesting. I'd be interested if you if you were were comfortable sharing that. I'd be really really yeah. interested to to read that. Yeah, yeah. Because it it was definitely not written by a man who had given up on his relationship with his with his mm. wife. Mm-hmm. It was definitely written. Um, mm-hmm. uh, let me just quickly have one go at finding it because if I if it's worth yeah, it sure. Be. I mean, I'm I'm you know I'm happy to read it. Uh, Whenever you you can send it, but yeah, if you if you think you might no, might have yeah. access to it, yeah, have a look. Yeah, let me just let me just quickly have yeah. a look because it might be yeah. in the in yeah, the place yeah. that I. Um... Okay, this is a digital letter. Sorry, when people still talk about letters, I imagine you sitting there with a fountain pen and. Uh... <laughs> um, no. Uh, let's just see. Yeah, here it is. Mm. I, I do. That's why I far prefer digital letters because it's much easier to find. Mm. Would you Would um, you feel comfortable reading it? Yeah, no, I, I would. I think it's gonna. It's it's going to be a useful process. Uh, yeah, have we got have we got time? We've we got, got yeah, we've got we've got, no, we've got another yeah, we've got another 10, 15, 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah sure. Um, okay, so it's so it's interesting. So it starts off. It says, "Dearest V, this is a love letter to you." Mm. I'm sitting here in this extraordinary garden in Notting Hill, thinking of that lovely film and how it is one of the favourite movies to watch together. There's so much resonance that our relationship is built on, and we need to remind ourselves of all those special moments which somehow we have managed to forget lately. We said so much to each other in our conversation this weekend, and I did feel it was the beginnings of being a lot more open with each other, although I think we both fear doing it for different reasons. But it's a start. And I did feel so much better on Sunday because I think you, because you did feel as if you had let go. 
can't now remember what she let go of. But um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I have lots of time to think about what we said to each other. I hope you have made the time to think about it too. One of the points you made was the confusion you were experiencing around the juxtaposition between my wanting quality time with you and wanting some space and independence. I think what we both need is to take account of the value of that juxtaposition because at no point in our lives have we ever felt the total need to live in each other's pockets. Having you in Madrid for the time you were there or in London for the three years before never threatened my happiness. What threatens my happiness in our relationship is not feeling noticed when you are with me because you struggle to separate your time and commitment to your family and to yourself from the time and commitment to your career. Fear certainly plays a huge part in that. That's something you need to cure. I cannot do that for you. You said that I no longer ask you about your job or show any interest in you. And that may well be true because to be totally honest, I feel resentful that takes you away from me and the girls. Mm. Practically, I know there's an exception of, I know there's an expectation of a hundred hour week from Unicredit, but at times you remind me of my father who only could talk about work and never play or how he felt, how Mm. you feel. Mm. Whether those be feelings of love or fear, but also being able to look up and notice the magic and joy around us without letting the fear of the future unknown impact those moments. Being able to sell all, be able to see all the things that are there and not just the things that aren't there. So there, there it is, the kind of awareness of the one. I've learned so much about myself in the last three weeks. I have no doubt that I love you so much and that I want to spend the rest of my life with you, but I need to feel a deep connection with you. That deep connection is lacking for many reasons. Quality time isn't about being in the same room as each other. Quality time is taking an hour or two in bed together over the weekend, drinking delicious coffee, celebrating, appreciating our togetherness. Mm. I love Instagram memes. I have been screenshotting lots of them as they pass me in the stream. This one, forget about sex, just play first, dance, sing, read to each other, breathe together, communicate. Mm. Don't count on sex to be the door to intimacy because that's what she does. Mm-hmm. It's the other way around. First to develop mm. intimacy skills and make love to enjoy them. This was the other one in recent days. Missing someone isn't about how long it has been since you've seen them or the amount of time you've talked. It's about the very moment when you find yourself doing something and wishing they were right there by your side. I had many moments in the last three weeks when I felt that, whether it be walking through the park, la, 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 la. Uh, okay, it's getting a bit long here. Um, no, keep on going. No, I, no, okay. no, no, no. Okay, yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. I will. Um, whether it be walking through the park, looking at the Royal Albert Hall and all that stands for remembering the moments we've shared in the amazing space for residents we share, the daffodils, Notting Hill Garden I'm sitting in at the moment. Having Natalie Shea sitting on the couch playing to me, those are all the moments when I wanted you to be there with me. But I know we both have impractically challenging commitments and I don't want you to think it's a binary choice. It is fine for me to be alone and I need it. But I also need to know that we have this mutual capacity to appreciate having each other in our lives, to be able to recognize the moments of magic because they stare us in the face. Mm. I know it's confusing for you that I have wanted to be in London, but the piece it brings me brings perspective and helps me to rise to the challenges and responsibilities to play for it. And I have felt those to be crushing in recent months and years. There are so many people waiting at my door and suffer wanting something from me. And that is a suffocating pressure that creates a dissonance that leads to depression, anxiety, and despair. I know that the grounds of Playford are more beautiful than Hyde Park, 
there is an indescribable energy in space in London that has refueled me and it will allow me to be a better husband to you and a better father and person to everyone around me. I know that this will be quite hard for you to understand, but I appreciate you trying to understand it. I love you so much and this journey that we are on together is going to get better and more richer. I know it and I feel it, but it's going to be painful. <laughs> All my love, Adrian. Wow. And so... What's it like for so you? Kind of, yeah, what's it like for you reading that now? What, 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 what are the feelings there for you? <clears throat> I, I still feel that I'm hitting my head on a brick wall. I mean, I know that mm. I know that I've bust open some part of Vienna that she is getting this a little bit more than she did at the time of writing that letter. But, you know, my sense, and I suppose this is kind of the splitting part of it, is um, is that, you know, I've got people in my life who I have chosen to be very vulnerable and open and intimate with, um, mm. who, uh, just the resonance, we've talked about this before, it, you know, the, it, the resonance is there. Yeah. Um, whereas, whereas, you know, I... You know, this is now what two, almost two years later that that Fiona's, you know, therapist is telling her that, mm. you know, it's about time she started trying to connect with her children. Mm. Yeah, and it's, I just, I, you know, that was the kind of cry for help. That was like, I, you know, I still believe in this, but you have to come and meet me halfway on this stuff. Um, and mm. I believe in it all. I'd like it all to work. But I, you know, do I feel... I, I, I think I'd, I'd still write a kind of letter like that. I don't think that... Yeah, yeah. Because that is, the, yeah. that is the resonance you're resonating with. And, uh, you know, and, and of course I get that resonance because I'm a similar type. You know, when you were reading it, I was like, oh, this is just such a gorgeous letter it was like I was listening to just a piece of the most beautiful beautiful music you know it was just like ah oh, you know I was just sort of transported in a way right but I was also I guess when it finished I imagined you know a, a client I was working with yesterday and we were doing some REBT on some stuff and it was really about her her um, very one-ish um, kind of anger really that I had been wearing and she'd only brought it up recently um, that I'd been wearing slippers in our sessions you know this is my house um, it's, I mean sitting in my lounge uh, I didn't realize this was you know if, if you'd said what what thing is really pissing off this person at the moment I would never have thought it's me wearing slippers they're not they're not like silly slippers they're perfectly they're perfectly sort of sober slippers um, right she didn't have a problem with me wearing nail polish but no 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 because that's part that's passing fad but there was something about the slippers and it was a very one fixation on these slippers and I could sort of imagine this person listening to that and yeah enjoying it but it's not going to resonate. It's not going to, and I think that's really what what we're talking about here, right? And and there is something, there is that dogmatic demand, unfortunately, in the from the hard types. That's like, 
But that resonates for us. <laughs> you yeah. know, like, what, what, are you tone deaf? Can you not hear the, the beauty of that music? <laughs> right? But it's, but, but at the same time, that's, uh, that's the blindness from our ego cage because, because I suppose whatever resonates for her at that level, that sort of corporeal level, it's, <clears throat> it's not that. Although she does, she does also resonate with music, but maybe in a different way th than you do. I don't because um, you both do enjoy. I mean, yeah, music, right? Um, yeah. But yeah. but she's but I imagine she's not. I don't know. You you tell me. Is she sort of sitting there, kind of swooning, and kind of like, oh, I'm transported by the music. <laughs> uh, what is what is her love of music? How does she feel music? Um. I mean, I, she she wouldn't listen to music unless I put it on. Right, 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 right. Yeah, um, and that's also no, what she loves about the, you. You bring music. You bring this passion and romance, and uh, I imagine, right? I don't yes. know. You bring that into her life, and she and you know, and and make her take risks and live a more experiential, visceral kind of you know. She she would have you know if she hadn't met me, she would you know have millions of pounds of cash in the bank. And she'd still be driving the same car, still sitting in the same house, and she'd still yeah. have, have the same job. And yeah, and um, and and her parents would be very proud of her. <coughs> yeah, but she would really, really not be enjoying the journey. And you are you you're you are helping her to enjoy just occasionally enjoy the journey. And I think that is the one thing you know that ones, God bless them. They it's like. <laughs> It's really hard for them. Whereas for us, it's like you know, as long as we're not clinically depressed, it's like yeah, I can I can get some I can get some fun out of today. I'll get, you know. But it's also what I was also thinking was, you know, the the because when thinking about the tri-type, I think in terms of the tri-type, you your tri-type is like you know the the free spirit, the loving free spirit. Yeah. Particularly yeah. if you have a core too, so it's very loving free spirit. It's not like like a seven core who's just like yeah well I, you know i'm just being free um it's very loving very present free spirit but it's like it's like a letter written by this loving present free spirit to a taskmaster <laughs> right? right who's yeah. who's like yeah but i've got things to do what, what's this yes. letter about like this is a long letter god could, couldn't you have summarized it couldn't you have made it a bit shorter <laughs> But I, but I also I think there's so much there's so much about understanding each other. But but the whole understanding each other involves compromising the very thing that I need. What do you mean by that? I mean, you know, if I if I if I really understand Fiona and I I make allowances for her personality type. Yeah. That that means that. I'm, I'm, I should really, those dogmatic demands, I must withdraw those dogmatic demands. I, I need to settle for somebody who isn't going to. Well, it's not withdrawing, it's that flexible preference thing. But then how does one have a flexible preference in terms of getting, let's call it the chief nourishment that you need? So if you are, you know, really, really, you live for that kind of, Connect, that that particular kind of resonance, and that's your chief nourishment, right? And then I guess from an REBT angle, it's like, well, you know, you have it's more about the flexible preference. It's like, well, you know, it'd be great if I got that from Fiona, but um, 
but you know, I can get that nourishment from somebody else. But at the same time, it, it is a serious question, I guess, right? Which you are treating quite seriously and playfully, but seriously, which is like, well, should we not be getting some of our chief nourishment from whatever that chief nourishment is from our from our life partners? Um, yeah, I mean, I that is the that's the crux of the question, and um, and I, you know, I, that's the frustration of that I'm that I go through. Yeah, you're like a Chinese person who's. I'm sorry, I'm not trying to be racist here or anything, but you're like no. a Chinese person. You know, your your staple starch is rice, and you don't get any rice. You get very little rice from Fiona, but no. she'll give you other bits of these. But you're like, yeah, but you know, it's all about the rice for me. <laughs> yeah, I, absolutely, absolutely. Um, and she, she does. She doesn't need it. So therefore, you know, I, I still think, you know, in, in relationally, she would be better off with somebody who can give her what she needs. And I mean, I, I don't give her what she needs because I don't give that kind of stable kind of. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm easily rocked. Mm. And and I, she really should be with somebody who isn't easily rocked. Who's yeah. He's very, yeah. you know, he's a healthy eight, I'd say. He's, he's really confident and, and takes lead and is gentle and kind, but, but knows the direction and doesn't get unsettled and doesn't That's take right. it personally. Yeah. yeah, I could see, I could, I think uh, ones and eights, I think, and you often see, and this is the thing, you often see those archetypal pairings, right? You see eights and ones um, doing very well together. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, anyway. All right. Quick, quick last question, and that is, sure. is there a, I've got to, I've got to become an expert on Maslow because I have to teach Maslow in two weeks' time. Is there any mm. idiot's guide to Maslow you can think of? <laughs> you know, my, my Maslow knowledge pretty much, you know, sort of extends to the Wikipedia page, I would think. I, I don't think I've ever read any Maslow, although I think, yeah. I, you know, I know because Maslow, people think of Maslow and they just think of that Wikipedia page. But, but of course, he, he had, uh, it was, I mean, he wrote, self-actualization he wrote and loads and loads stuff. of books. And um, so I have no idea. But I, if you do find something interesting yeah. on Maslow, um, yeah. Idiot's Guide to uh, Maslow, uh, uh, also, yeah. yeah. Maybe I'll have to write it. <laughs> Maybe. What are you teaching this? What what is what is this well, for? Well, it's a part of the experiential thing. Is it's a you know we all have a theme. So okay. my 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 colleagues are doing on Saturday the the kind of Freud one, two, and three, and then I do Maslow the next day, and I think the following week is kind of Kleinian stuff, and then yeah. You know, so it's not, you know, it's a, it's not a deep dive, but it, I, I need to, you know, to convince everybody that I've got, I've, I've grasped more. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I'd be really curious what, you know, um, and I guess I, I just do this by just going to Google Books, right? Uh, and, and just sort of um, doing a few searches um, uh, or, you know, Google Scholar, because I'd be really curious, like, what is like a fresh, I mean, is there anyone who's really kind of doing a kind of, sort of has a bit of a fresh take on Maslow? Because Maslow, to me, 
it's a bit like Freud, right? You know, he's he's sort of. I mean, everyone knows kind of the Maslow deal, the Maslow deal. Um, but like, what's what's the what's the new angle on Maslow? But maybe that's yeah. my that's a fourth thing. Like, well, what's the what's no, the what's I, the I, new I, thing I, on Maslow? I've also got that curiosity. What's the latest latest mm. word on the street about Maslow? Well, I almost um, feel like I, I want to try and tap, tie Maslow back to the Enneagram types, not for my course, but. Um, but just from an interest point of view, and I'm mm. like, you know, yeah, do some work on all of that because if you look at his his triangle and his actualization and all of that sort of stuff, it's kind of, you know, and how it relates initially to the kind of you know ego, super ego, and id, and and you know, because mm. I think part of the course is to try and track how this all has progressed from the base kind of case of of. Freud and how everybody started splitting off from Freud, yes. um, and yeah, so yeah, I will have to get my head around it. <laughs> All right, well, sounds like an yeah. interesting project. Yeah, yeah no, good. Yeah. All right, have a lovely weekend. Okay, you too. Yeah, ciao, ciao. thanks, Steve. Bye. Cheers. Bye. 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 Bye.